Hi again. This is uh, Jyoti and Maha here. Uh, we are back addressing some more questions that have come in. In the last episode, uh, if you remember, we talked about the origin of music and the rootedness of uh, our system of music in folk. So speaking of folk uh, brings me to the next question, uh, Maha. Do the roots of Carnatic music lie in Tevaram? I don't know. I cannot completely vouch for what I'm saying right now, but uh, Indian music at least, uh, you know, seems to have developed in two different ways, or rather from two different sources, even though they seem to have some kind of affinity. So it all depends on uh, our ancient history, because you have this uh, thing of Aryans coming in and people going out and all that. So once that is resolved, I think we'll be able to, <laughs> to, to determine this uh, with more finality. But uh, if you look at the uh, Carnatic system that we have, the source goes back to Sanskrit texts. Okay. Whereas in Tamil music, which is the puns that we talk about, puns are the equivalents of ragas, mm-hmm. right? So you have you have puns that uh, are closely associated with ragas in Carnatic music. So you have a pun that is the equivalent of the raga natai, okay. one f- that is equivalent of uh, say uh, Harikamboji, okay. one for Arabi and all these things. But uh, puns have come from Tamil music, okay. right? So Tevaram even today in really traditional temples out there in uh, Tamil Nadu, there is still the practice, an unbroken practice that uh, runs back to more than 1,000 years, maybe 2,000 years, where every morning and evening, Tevarams are sung in puns. And there is uh, a certain bit of corruption that has come into the pun system because of the popularity of uh, the Raga system, the Carnatic music system. So we don't, at this point, it is kind of difficult to put a finger on what exactly pun music was all about, say a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago, um, Carnatic music did not exist. Right. Yeah, of course. But uh, pun music apparently was thriving. Okay. Right, so okay. that is there. But I think that the sources of these two systems of music are different. But of course, it, I'm open to contradiction. <laughs> But it's possible that uh, Carnatic music as a system may have drawn from all these influences, right? I would think so, definitely. Because uh, pun, like Carnatic music, grew out of the devotional aspect. Right. Whereas, like I said, some of the ragas that have come from folk music, they do not come from devotional music. Yeah, yeah. Right. But naturally, if two systems which are closely aligned have been existing together for more than 500 years, yeah, there is going to be so give and take. Yes. There is going to be give and take, and the stronger tradition is going to kind of have its impact on the say, so-called weaker tradition. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, when you began explaining this, it's interesting you mentioned folk, um, which means that we are talking of themes that may not strictly be religious or devotional, but drawn from everyday life or nature or seasons. Right. Which brings me to the next question, which is: Does Carnatic music have Ragas based on nature. Now we know that Hindustani does, right? Yes, that's true. So uh, let me just hark back uh, to the earlier days of uh, the system. At some point, you know, this common thread divided into two, mm-hmm. which was Hindustani and uh, in the north and Carnatic in the south. So as far as I can tell, um, from its earliest days, Carnatic music was a vehicle for devotional feelings and all. Uh, 
right from the days of uh, Purandara Dasa, who was taken to be the Pitamaha or grandfather of right. Carnatic music. So if you look at those songs, they have a very different structure. The structure, incidentally, since you mentioned folk, is very similar to folk uh, structure. Okay. So the Kriti structure, which is a more complex structure, which is aimed at bringing out the beauty of the ragam and things like that, mm -hmm. that came much later with the Trinity. So Tyagaraja kind of stirred the pot. Okay. Till then it was a nice placid pot. It was bubbling okay. peacefully. Okay. So if you look at it, the Kirtanam has a different structure. It's, this is just a digression, but it's very interesting. So you are differentiating between Kirtanam and Kriti. And right? a Kriti, yes. yes. So if you look at the Kirtanam originally, it followed the same yes. tune. It's more like a bhajan or a very simple light. Exactly. Yeah. So it is one tune that is repeated say 10 times or 15 or right. 20 times till the entire yes. song is run through. Right. It is very similar in folk music. Right. So here the, the point to note here is that initially the lyrics were important. Okay. So the tune was a vehicle. Yeah. Otherwise the tune would have been more complex. Got it. So in uh, folk music you are always telling a story. Right. In devotional music too, you are always yes. telling a story. Yes. So when you are trying to tell a story, then you try to keep the distractions to a minimum. Yes, yes. Which is why the tune is the same. Very often you have this very simple beat which focuses your mind and you have a simple tune which you can put in the background and then concentrate on the lyrics. Right. With Kritis, it's not so at all. Yes. You have inside a Kriti, you have three substructures. One is the Pallavi structure, the Anupallavi, and then you have the Charanam structure. Because the objective here is very different. It's very different, precisely, yeah. So coming back now to, to the question of uh, nature and all that. So if you look at folk, folk is always talking about nature yes. and society and stuff that happens around you, fields and nature, yes. you know, uh, harvest and this yes. things like that. So it's more social in nature. Yes. In Hindustani, for some reason, the uh, aspect of nature has yes. kind of its own place and it's held fast to it. In Carnatic music, that somehow the folk elements have been taken in, the musical elements have been taken in the form of folk ragas coming in. But uh, we hardly have any, say, folk element or na nature elements in yeah. the music at all. Yes. So if anything... It is tangential. For instance, you might find uh, a composer saying, it's raining outside now. So let me say, oh, it's raining. That reminds me of Krishna. It is only a means for you to get to the end of devotion. Whereas in Hindustani, you actually have entire families of ragas which address yes. Uh, nature. Yes, yes. For instance, if you, you have the sarang. Mm -hmm. uh, so sarang is about the afternoon. And then you have the malhars. Yes. Yeah. Right, you have Meg Malhar, you have Miyanki Malhar. Right. So all this give you this this uh, uh, rainy season kind of feel. So to come back to it and to say it in a sentence, we don't have the folk element at all. We don't have the nature element, and uh, there has been a movement, or rather, at least uh, some voices which have been saying that we should also include other things which will. Other themes, at other least. themes which will enrich uh, the system the of the music. The system. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from uh, you know the the history and the evolution part, getting down to a more uh, contemporary practice of Carnatic music. You know, we move there. There's a question uh, which is: Is it true that Carnatic musicians who dabble in film music uh, see a dilution in their classical training, and by extension? 
does singing for movies require less rigor is a question so this can be answered uh, primarily from the point of view of our impression that classical is somehow superior so classical follows a system it is we can look at it very scientifically and all that but whatever music there is exists to fulfill a certain need it is only classical music that has gone beyond the immediate need and has become something of an indulgence right so if you look at film music for instance uh, this is just in the way of an intro i'll come to the core of the question, question yeah. so if you look at film music film music is there to fulfill a very clear function initially when movies first started when the visual medium was absolutely new mm-hmm. people were coming from the audio medium yes right? so we had actors singing the song exactly so it was like okay how do we tell the story we've always been telling stories or rather entertaining people only through music so music was initially primary and also at that point we did not have anything called film music yes so every music that was going around was either folk or classical or classical yeah and most of the people who were into films at that time came from the classical, classical music tradition music tradition yes initially if you look at the first 15 20 years of uh, film music they're all classical music based right. they're all raga based in yeah. fact uh, paparazzam shivan was one of the primary composers there you right. know yes and this and the actors were trained singers actors were trained in fact they looked for singers who were presentable this is a fantastic singer and his face is not too bad you know they didn't <laughs> yeah. cast him here right. which is how they cast uh, maharajpuram vishwanath ayer semangudi who refused of course and then musri was cast jnb was GNB, cast ms ms was cast but then later on the scene changed when the world began to shrink other influences came other influences came in so first influences came in from uh, bombay right. from hindi films hindi films yeah they said okay they're using all these strange instruments then they started looking outside india and you have different yeah, genres of music other yes. instruments everything so all Rocky those influences and, and, beca- and yeah. yeah and because it is not a strict tradition as such there's no system underlying it they are free to use absolutely right. anything right but that does not mean that there is nothing going on there yes in classical music for instance in carnatic classical at least emotion is not attached so much to the song as to the raga whereas in film music that's not true this is supplementing what is going on on screen the situation the situation the story line, yeah. yeah sometimes it's just uh, flippant you know just two people running around trees and all that okay okay so uh, coming back to the question So is there a dilution in the training when they sing for the no. uh, movies? No. In fact, so I was coming to that. In Carnatic music your training is very different. You don't care about the voice, the quality of the voice. Right. You have to produce the phrases, the gamakas and all these things in the right way. Whereas there the emotion is primary, is right. paramount. Right. And your voice has a great deal of weightage. Yes. For instance, when you hear Yesudas singing a song or SPB singing a song, you can't even imagine the other person singing that song absolutely the composer says the music director says for this particular emotion this particular tune this voice. voice yes it has the right properties and that is how it is fitted so for them voice is extremely important and you have to sing in two or three shrutis as and when the situation demands it absolutely and you have to be absolutely precise 
in what you intone. Right. The music director gives you a phrase, it has okay. to be reproduced exactly as is. You do not have any leeway. Right. So that requires a certain discipline which you will not find in Carnatic music, which is one reason perhaps why Carnatic musicians find it a strain to sing. I agree, yes. And the other one is, because uh, the question is about rigor, in some ways it's actually more rigorous. I completely agree. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So the system is very different. As uh, TV Gopalakrishnan, the musician, and Sangeeta Kalandidi once told me, there's nothing inferior or superior about any kind of music. In film music, what you do is, you have very similar kinds of discipline where singing is concerned. The only difference is here you use a lot of gamakas, there you tend to use plain notes plain more or less. So to answer the question, the first part of the question, is there a dilution in the training? No, right? Or Not at all. It's it's actually even more strenuous. You have to look after your voice 24-7. And the second part, of course not, because there, it does require a lot more rigor. Yes. Right. In a concert, if you have a cough, you can still have the concert coughing right through. Yes. If you have a cough and you go to a recording, you will be kicked out instantly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And voice culture is much more important in film music. Much more important. Shruti Suddham is Shruti very Shruti important. Is very you important. cannot be off even on one note anywhere. Absolutely. On the same, uh, in the same context of film music, we come to the next question, which is, do film composers have a grip on the scale of a ragam or do they just mine popular ragams to create a song? The second part of the question is, how easy or difficult is it to bring out the essence of a ragam in say five minutes of a movie song? This is an extremely complex question. Mm -hmm. It goes into what makes a composer. Okay. So, unless I am a composer, I will not be able to do justice to certain aspects of this question. Because composers think in certain different ways. Okay. Right? For instance, uh, say in Carnatic music, mm. even in Carnatic music they think differently. But in Carnatic music, the music is linear. When you say linear... It's melodic, it's one melodic line. Okay. So, when it's a Pallavi, right. you're not thinking of instruments, you don't need to. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas when you compose a film song, you're looking at the at the beat, for instance, four by four. Yeah. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, yes. four. One, two, three, four. Which one, also two, three, sometimes four. changes. Exactly. So inside that, how are you going to going to work there further? Too many elements changes. involved. Many elements involved, and you have to bring all that together in an organic whole structure, right? So to the question whether they think in ragas or the ragas happen or whatever, it can happen this way or that way. Mm -hmm. For instance, sometimes what happens is it just occurs to him saying that hey, this scale is nice. Let okay. me do it in this scale. But again, like we said, they're not restricted by a system as such. Right. So which is why when you listen to a song, there are some songs which are exclusively in one raga or one scale. But most yeah. of them, yes. you know, there is always this urge to introduce a foreign note. Yes. Simply because in that five minutes, a lot is happening on screen. True. And there are shifts in emotion. So even when you're saying, say, this song is in Hindola, somewhere you'll find Suddenly that the da has changed. Yes. But just a moment, you know, it has changed. Yeah. Or he's brought in a certain uh, different note. He's brought in a re sometimes. Yes. So this happens all over the place. So here, if you think in the raga framework, mm. it becomes difficult for you to adapt. adapt. Okay. So you cannot do that. But that doesn't mean that they don't know ragams. For instance, take Ilai Raja, Ilai Raja. Of course actually trained in Carnatic music with TV Gopalakrishnan. And he's bring, brought out the essence of ragams. Absolutely. So, we have, that again is a, is, 
is a is a is a topic to deal on its own absolutely the way ilayaraja works with ragams and the the way he plays with ragams we should play, do an episode on that the way he plays with notes is just absolutely incredible absolutely so uh, what what was the second yeah, part you sort of addressed it yeah no uh, how easy or difficult is it to bring out the essence of a ragam in say five minutes we are you know kind of uh, used to thinking because of the way the concert is actually structured where it has a main and a sub main we tend to focus on the main ragam and because the main ragam elaborates every aspect of that particular raga and song we think that a long rendition of a raga is actually necessary mm-hmm. so we tend to think that shankaravarnam cannot be explained in 2 2 minutes or a kamboji cannot but that's not true because there is one musician who said that uh, i can sing this ragam for 2 days or i can sing it in 2 minutes. minutes so that kind of explains it so the core of the ragam can be brought out distilled and brought out brought out in in a matter of a minute for instance chamangudi in in one of his videos says the identity of the ragam the nature of the ragam the character of the ragam should be out in the first, first phrase right so yeah. he says the moment you begin in the first five or six notes it should it come, out. come out yeah. so it is possible for instance uh, i don't know how many people have uh, seen uh, the movie unnal mudiyam thambi Mm, yes. Where the main character, who is played by Jamini Ganeshan, is known as Bilahari Marthanda Bilai. Yes. So he is known to sing it uh, for hours together. And once he tells uh, his son, played by Kamal Hasan, you know, I could sing Bilahari for four hours. That is why I have got this name. So Kamal Hasan kind of hums it for uh, <laughs> five seconds and says, "Naalu vinadi lo gula parlam bolrge abdin." Yeah. So that sort of sums up the. That kind of sums it up. and if you look at the film songs for instance they are so beautifully structured you take a 4 minute film song in a particular ragam it gives you everything that you need and each of those points can be yeah. elaborated this is particularly true of uh, ilai raja absolutely here i would like to mention a personal favorite of mine the ragam is nalinakanti yeah. and i can't think <laughs> okay. of a better composition than this to mm. bring out the beauty of nalinakanti many of you know which song i'm talking about indanenjil ninga da tendralli dana ennai kandu nee paadum dirudirudil dana this song is so beautiful i think nalinakanti is just completely embodied in this yes, particular song yes that's true and if you take even rarer uh, ragams that uh, that have appeared in movies for instance uh, a ragam like lalita which is not really yes treated often you have vilaraja's composition in that uh, idhil kadai idhum from unalmudiyam tambi again absolutely is an amazing lalita actually set in a, in an almost kriti structure so you will find the best of both worlds maybe we should end this by playing this song what do you say i think we should yes definitely let's hear it yes. and uh, to all of you once again hope you all enjoyed this conversation and please do send us more questions and your feedback and do enjoy the song yes thank Bye-bye. you bye take care bye Thank you.
Composition for solo piano by Madhura Sundar Rajan, Jyoti's Peripa's granddaughter. 